And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the O oh, the Pain podcast. It's Monday, August 7th, 2023. And the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, Anita Discount Tire, and of course, our good friends at DraftKings. Now, I just did this podcast, all right? Just did the whole podcast, thought I did a terrific job, and all it is talking about our trip to Canton for the induction ceremony for Joe Klecko and Darrell Rivas. And I put it on, and it, 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 boom, four seconds, it was gone. What happened? So hopefully this is going to go through this time, because if it doesn't, then I don't know if we're going to have one on Monday. I, I I don't get it. I don't get what happened here, but uh, my wife doesn't. Nobody understands it. It's one of the great mysteries. It's like, what is life, you know? Like George Harrison's song. Tell me what is my life? Try to love that. Okay. All right. So that's one of the great mysteries of life. What is life? Right. And what else can you say? So anyway, so we're going to try it again now. So this weekend we had the great trip to Canton, uh, Ohio. Actually, we were, we were actually staying in beautiful Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio with the Sheraton. Great job. By all the guys we went with, uh, Kenny Scarabaggio, who my good buddy, who, of course, really set everything up. And again, Kenny cementing his place in the all-time greats Hall of Fame. We are, we are Kenny again showing why we're chiseling the statue right now for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody does it better than Kenny. Uh, uh, Steve and Justin, who did all the driving from the uh, Jet Lounge. And we're going to be doing a uh, live podcast from the Jet Lounge at some point. We'll figure it out. Uh, one of the Sundays when the Jets don't play, we'll probably do that. But just a tremendous weekend with them. Drove out on Thursday. Uh, of course, Thursday night was the Hall of Fame game. I did not go to the game. Kenny went. Steve went. Justin went. You know you know, you know, know how I feel about uh, preseason football. Preseason football to me is like non-alcoholic beer. So I was not into it. I uh, wound up watching the game in my buddy Joey Lazuski, Joey Jett, went with his group. So I watched the game up in his hotel room, watched the first three quarters. I did not see when the lights went out, but uh, nevertheless, really didn't matter who won the game. The Jets wound up losing the game. But uh, So that was Thursday. you know. Uh, and then Friday, what a tremendous day we had on Friday. I mean, you cannot have a better day than we had on Friday. Played golf and played golf with Fireman Ed. Are you, can you believe it? Myself, Kenny, and Fireman Ed, and Joey had his group right behind us, Joey Lazuski, and we had a tremendous day. We played at the Brookledge Country Club or Brookledge Golf Club in Cuyahoga Falls, and it really, you can't make this up, right? So we see this course, and we're figuring, you know, this is a, you know, if we're in playing in Jersey, this course is a $7,500, $100 course, you know? My wife, we're looking at it online, and you know, oh my God, this course looks tremendous. You know, and when we were, I'm figuring we're going to pay, like I said, at least se- somewhere between seventy-five to hundred dollars for the greens fees. So I get into the pro shop and I say to the guy, "Okay, how much?" He goes, thirty-six dollars. I go, "No, no, no. How much would it cost?" He goes, "No, thirty-six dollars." I'm like, "What? Thirty-six dollars? You got to be kidding me!" Like I said, this is an eighty-five dollar course probably in Jersey. So we we're all freaking out and. and yeah, I don't know who it was. We were talking to the starter there, whoever we were talking to. He says that guys that play there a lot actually are complaining about how much money it is. <laughs> that it's too expensive. 36 bucks. 
I mean, you know, it's too bad it's, you know, six and a half hours away. Go out there and play once a week for 36 bucks. Unbelievable. And a great course. Uh, the front nine, pretty benevolent, and it sets you up for a very, very difficult back nine. But terrific day. Eddie played well. Uh, Kenny played well. I played well. Better, like I said, in the front than the back. Hit the ball great off the tee. But we had <clears throat> a sensational day uh, playing golf. And what's going to happen now after this bonding with Kvayim and Ed, he will do our next live podcast is going to be September 1st from the Hackensack Brewing Company with Evan Roberts, my former partner. Now, of course, with Tiki Barber on the afternoons. And we saw Tiki as well at the inductions because he was the guy that, you know, inducted his brother, Rondé, getting into the uh, Hall of Fame. But um, uh, nevertheless, uh, Eddie is going to be doing, like I said, Evan will be doing the next one, September 1st, at the Brewing Company. And then the one after that, whenever we do it, maybe sometime in October, once we get into the football season, Fireman Ed will be uh, with us at the Brewing Company doing a live Ode to Pain podcast. So uh, that'll be very cool, no doubt about it. And as I said, I told Steve from the uh, Jet Lounge, we'll do one as well at the Jet Lounge uh, some Sunday when the Jets are not playing. So we'll figure that out as the uh, years go on. But a tremendous day playing golf on Saturday. And then after that, we went to the Hall of Fame, to the museum itself. Now, I have never been to the Canton, to the Hall of Fame in Canton. And it was, if you're a football fan, if you're a football historian like me, it was unbelievable. You know, it really, really was unfreaking believable I could spend three days in there, but uh, we went there, uh, got a lot of nice pictures. I was in in the uh, the hall where they got all the busts, and that was tremendous. Uh, took a nice picture with the right in front of the bust of Joe Namath. Nice picture right in front of the bust of Curtis Martin. Uh, crazy in there. Uh, we saw all the different displays. They had a, 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 a specific display for all the new enshrinees. Got a nice picture in front of the Joe Klecko display. Nice picture in front of the Ralph Rivas display. They have a whole area there where they have all the Super Bowls. And, you know, again, they got like a display for every Super Bowl. And right in front of the Super Bowl three, got a nice picture. They got a uh, Don Maynard's jersey that he wore in Super Bowl three there. Got a nice picture in front of that. Just super. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if you are a football fan, if you are a football historian like me, and I've been fortunate enough, you know, being the old man I am, you know, I'm going to be 70 years old next month in September, September 26th. I will hit that uh, magic. If you want to call 70 a magic, number, I don't know how much magic there is. <laughs> You know, when you turn 70, when you turn 70, the magic is that, you know, you, you've you've now hit the point of no return where you're an old man. I mean, there's no other way around it. Do I have juice? Yeah. Can I still move? Yeah. You know, can I still do some dancing and stuff? Yeah, I can still, you know, groove a little bit. Not as much as I used to. I, I can dance now for short periods of time. In the old days, you know, I could, I could go on and on. I had a lot more stamina. But anyway, nobody cares about that. But anyway, I've been fortunate enough being the old man I am, to see the entire evolution of professional football in this country. The entire 10 years of the AFL, you know, the merger and and just, you know, the growth of the NFL to become, you know, the massive entity it is now. I mean, let's be honest. The number one sport in this country right now is professional football. In fact, it's number one, two, three, and four. You know, everybody else is a distant second uh, to what the NFL has become now. And I've been fortunate enough to see it all. And again, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They had a display there 
that was just off the charts. You know, it kind of shows, you know, the rushing title. And, you know, they show it's like under glass with the glass being broken. And there's Jimmy Brown who had the rushing title. The late, great Jim Brown who had the rushing title for all those years, right? And then it goes, you know, Walter Payton who broke it. And then to Emmett Smith who holds the title now. Very, very cool display. Um, <clears throat> you know, you go around. They have a whole room for the AFL there. I mean, it, it, it's it's off the charts. I mean, how else can I say it? You know, they have like a 10-minute little, they have like a 10-minute little film, if you will, where you go into the film room and Joe Namath is the host. He comes out, it's like a hologram of Namath, and he talks about for 10 minutes about pro football. Then you get a whole hologram as well of George Hallis, the great uh, Chicago Bear coach, and then Vince Lombardi comes out, of course, the great Packer, probably the greatest coach of all time. You know, him and, you know, Bill Belichick's made a run at that, but I still probably got to give it to Vince. So there's a little hologram of that. Just phenomenal. If you are a football fan, you have to go. Big-time football fan like me, you have to go out to the Hall of Fame in Canton. It's just off the charts. No other way to say it. Then after we went through that, and like I said, I could spend two days there. We were there for about an hour and a half or so. Then we went over to the uh, to the uh, gift shop. And I, oh, my God. I mean, you know, you Anything you could probably possibly want, they had. They had all the jerseys, all the Hall of Famers, T-shirts. I bought a nice Joe Namath T-shirt, you know, with the Hall of Fame on it, the number 12, Namath and all of that. Uh, got a really nice thing. With, they have for every team, you can buy a T-shirt where it says, you know, mine, of course, was the Jets, Jets Legends, and then all the Jet Hall of Famers on the back. And I got one for myself. I got one for Terry. Phenomenal. Really great. So I got that. I got a nice uh, T-shirt about Klecko going into the Hall and all. So, phenomenal. Can't say enough about how great the Hall of Fame was. If you are a diehard pro football fan, you know, this is – you have to go there. Look, I had never been there. And, you know, I hate to use that word, bucket list. I hate that. I don't like that bucket list, you know. <laughs> but this is a bucket list thing. And I'm so glad I went there and, you know, saw the museum and the exhibit. And we had a tremendous time. And that was Friday, then went back to the hotel, had dinner, and then those guys went out. I did not. I'm an old man, so I try to stay out of the fray anymore, you know? <laughs> Beningo doesn't want to get in trouble. I stay out of the fray. You know, those guys go out, and I uh, I heard it was a pretty interesting night. You know, Kenny, and Kenny, Steve, and Justin telling me the night was pretty interesting, but what are you going to do? I had a, I had a pass. But uh, anyway, so that was uh, Friday. And then Saturday, of course, is the induction now. So we got up early, had breakfast, the whole deal. Let me tell you, it was smoking hot. They have the they have the ceremony, you know, the speeches and all are in the stadium where they play the Hall of Fame game, right? So we had pretty good seats. Kenny got his seats down on the floor. We were right behind the VIP section. We were in the, you know, I'll call it the peon set. Well, the peon section was probably up in the stands. We were still on the floor. So we were kind of, I don't know, in the middle kind of thing. I don't know what you want to call us. You know, I don't know what the word would be. We were in the middle class area, you know, that's where we were. So anyway, so with that, we get there and I'm wearing, you know, I got shorts on, I'm wearing my Klecko jersey and I figure I'm not, I got a couple hats with me, but I don't want to wear a hat. You know, I figure I continue to work on the Savage Tan, which is pretty savage right now. I got to tell you, it's pretty good, but it was hot. When I tell you it was smoking freaking hot. I mean, here we are, of all places, Kyle Ogafalls, Canton, Ohio. We're in Canton, Ohio, 
not exactly a uh, palatial warm weather place, right? And it is like we're in we're in Miami in August. I mean, it was hotter than balls. It was like 92, 93 degrees. And, you know, it got to the point where I had to take the jersey off. I couldn't even wear it. It was so damn hot. And just had to go. I had my Jet Legends t-shirt underneath. And, uh, you know, and eventually, you know, it got so hot I had to get a hat. Because now, you know, you're starting to burn. Forget about yeah, the tan, girl, I don't want to lose it there. Next, I don't want to be peeling, and there goes my tan, you know? <laughs> I look like I got leprosy or something like that. And my buddy Justin, who did all the driving, by the way, what a tremendous job he did. He actually goes out, oh, I'll buy you a hat. You don't have to buy me a freaking hat. And he goes and buys me a nice jet hat. Stellar, I actually wore a playing golf yesterday up here in Paramus. Tremendous. All right, so, you know, so we're in the back, and, you know, it's smoking hot. And now they bring, you know, first they do like a, a kind of a parade on the stage of introducing all the Hall of Famers who were there, right? And there was a lot of them. And the first guy out was Zach Thomas. And I'm telling you right now, the most fans there, there was a ton of Jet fans. There was a ton of Miami Dolphin fans there for Zach Thomas. There was a lot of Cleveland Brown fans there as well for Joe Thomas. And of course, we're in Cleveland basically as well. So you figure there'd be a lot of them. There also was... A large number of Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans there, too, for Rondé, for Rondé Barber. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But I would say Jet fans and Dolphin fans had the most representation there. So Zach Thomas is the first guy out, and he gave a really good speech. I got to give him credit. And during the speech, basically says, look, I want to tell, I I always, I want to say this. I want to thank all my, uh, all the Bill Dolphin and Jet fans, of course, all the other teams in his division. He says, I loved it. Every time I went on the road to play you guys, you know, you're spitting at me. You're swearing at me. You're calling me every name in the book. You're throwing stuff at me. He goes, and I got to tell you, I absolutely loved it. So I thought I thought that was a good speech, real good speech by Zach Thomas. After him, the late great cornerback from the Cincinnati Bengals, Ken Riley, was inducted next. He's no longer with us. So his son came out and gave the speech and all of that. Riley, who's fifth all-time in interceptions in NFL history with 65, long overdue for him to get in. He gets in. His son gave the speech. That was terrific and all of that. By this time now, Justin has somehow made his way into the VIP section. Don't tell me. I don't know how he did it, you know. But all of a sudden, we're getting a text, me, Steve, and Kenny, to come in. Come on into the – I got into the VIP three rows from the freaking stage. <clears throat> All right. Some, so we walk back. Nobody stops us. We walk right in, even though, you know, you know, get those wristbands that they give you, right? <clears throat> so we had the wristband for the middle class section, right? So now we're going into the elite section, right? I don't know how, you know, I was a little scared to go into the elite section, but that's another story. We go into the elite section, right? And nobody bothers us. And now we're in the third freaking row. What? Come on. <laughs> we're sitting with the families of the, play- of the inductees, right? So DeMarcus Ware gets up there, the great uh, Dallas Cowboy and, and Denver Bronco pass rusher, right? And he gives a terrific speech. He's telling about his childhood, very tough upbringing and all of this. So he was really good. And now the next guy up is Klecko, right? And at this point, I'm sweating my uh, squan jeans off, okay? You know, because it's so goddamn hot, right? And I love the hot weather. Don't get me wrong. You know, nobody loves the hot weather more than me, but... With this kind of hot weather, I like to have like a, a pool next to me. You know what I mean? So at this point now, I'm sweating my balls off. And I got, you know, I'm, 
I got I, I don't have the Klecko jersey out, but I got it off and I'm waving it to Joe and all it is. I don't know if he saw it. He, maybe, maybe not. I wasn't too far away. Right. I got the hat on at this point. And Klecko gives a a tremendous speech. And I and you know, obviously the Jet fans and you know, J E T S Fireman Ed did a whole J E T S chant and all of that. And uh anyway, so Klecko, I thought the best moment of Klecko's speech, you know, his son Danny's there, and his son Danny played in the NFL for a long time. He was a fullback, played a little defensive line, played a lot of special teams. He actually has three Super Bowl rings. He won two with the Patriots and one with the Colts, right? And he said, Joe's going house. My son's always busting me. He's got three rings. I don't have any rings. So Joe gets up there and he says, but you know what, Danny? And he points to the bust now that he's in, in the hall. He goes, you don't have one of these. And I thought that was, you know, kind of zinging his son a little bit. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, so Klecko's up there. Now, at this point, Klecko gets done with his speech. It is beyond hot, right? And I was even thinking, I'm saying to Kenny, Kenny, you know, Kenny, you know, maybe we should go now. I mean, I want to see Revis, but, you know, we're dying here, you know? We're starting to, to melt a little bit here, right? So anyway, so okay, no, no, we got to stay for Revis. Okay, fine, no problem. So the next, the next person up was Chuck Howley, who's also passed away, and uh, his son, did the acceptance speech and all that. And, you know, Chuck Howley, of course, the only uh, Super Bowl MVP from a losing team. Remember, he won the MVP in Super Bowl V when the Cowboys lost to the Colts, the then Baltimore Colts. Uh, Jim O'Brien with that game-winning field goal at the gun, and the Colts won at 16-13. Howley still won the MVP, the only only MVP ever from a losing team. So he finally gets in uh, to the Hall of Fame. And my wife's showing me. So what are you showing me here now? Oh, okay. Checking. She's checking out because, as I said, we we had to redo this because it didn't take the first time. But anyway, so Howley, uh, his son is, is inducting him in. So at this point, we found out Revis was next. So, okay, so we're going to hang around for Revis. So now Steve and I decide, man, we're dying. Let's go get a Gatorade. So we walk out of the VIP, VIP section to go get a Gatorade, right? Get the Gatorade. Now we try to come back in. From the side of the VIP section, and they won't let us. The guy won't let us in. But our buddy's sitting in the third row. We got to go in there and tell him about. Nah, nah, can't do it. Can't go in. Okay, fine. Right? Okay, fine. So let me blow my nose here. Uh, anyway, so now we realize we can't get in. So Steve texts uh, Kenny to let him know. <coughs> the great Kenny Scarabaggio, let him know that we can't get back in. So now we're walking. There's actually like a, a row that separates the middle class area from the VIP area. And remember, the lower class area is up in the stands. And I mean, I'm just saying this to try to, you know, put it how, how it was sectioned off. I shouldn't say that was lower class, but you know that. So anyway, well, in all due respect. So now uh, Steve and I are in the back, right? Okay. So we're in the back. And who do we see? You know, it's crazy how this works out. Who do we see like two rows in front of where we're standing? Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets. What? Come on. So, of course, Woody and Chris, as a matter of fact, his brother as well. So, Steve and I go up to Woody. I say, Woody, how you doing? Joe Beningo. He knew who I was. I shake his hand. I, you know, I, and I didn't say Woody. I said, Mr. Johnson, right? Mr. Johnson, how you doing? I introduced myself. He knew, Like I said, he knew who I was. Steve introduced himself. I shake Chris's hand and all that. You know, and he goes, don't call me Mr. Johnson. Call us Woody and Chris. Okay, so I did. Okay, Woody and Chris. So I say, Woody, you know, we got to win now, man. This is it. I mean, 
if we don't win now, when do we have a win? And we have to win. So he says to me, he goes, look, you can't, you can't say, and I got to agree with him, you can't say I haven't done everything I possibly could to have this team win. I said, well, I got to get, you know, you're right. I mean, he brought in Rodgers. He brought in McCall Hardman. He brought in Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. 66 million for Quinn and Williams and all of that. Nathaniel Hackett that he brought in for Rogers. So you got to say that, you know, so we're talking a little bit to Woody and Chris and all that took a nice picture with them. And that went crazy. I mean, I, we had a lot, by the time we were in the car driving back later on that night, we had already had 20,000 hits on the picture with uh, me, Steve, Woody and Chris, which was pretty cool. So, um, so, so unfortunately for Kenny and Justin, they missed this because they were still in the third row. It actually worked out good that we couldn't come back in. <laughs> so we watched the Revis induction. We actually were able to walk back in now. I mean, there was nobody where we were staying. We walked right in again. So we saw the Revis induction, and I thought it was pretty cool with Revis. You know, um, he's talking about, you know, how great the Jet fans were at MetLife and all this. And then there was a Revis Island chant that started. And then Revis says, he says, even basically saying he still loved the Jet fans, even though they were burning my jersey when I signed with the Patriots. You know, I thought that was a pretty cool line. And that's the one thing that kind of puts a damper on Revis. As much as we love him, he's an all-time great Jet, probably the second greatest Jet defensive player to Klecko. Although Mark Gastineau, who we got to get in the Hall of Fame next, is certainly in that conversation. He should be in next. And I did see, by the way, I did see Gary Myers, uh, who, of course, the longtime Daily News sports writer who was instrumental in getting Klecko in. And Klecko referenced him in his speech, and so did Darrell Revis. Uh, but anyway, you know, Revis, that's the one thing about Revis, that he won that Super Bowl uh, with the Patriots, as have, uh, you know, there's been a lot of Jet number one picks who won Super Bowls elsewhere. John Riggins, Keyshawn Johnson, Burgess Owens, James Farrier, you know, just to mention a couple. <laughs> Jonathan Vilma. So, you know, we won't even... Let's stop there, okay? And, of course, Revis is probably the worst because he won his with the Patriots, but nevertheless. So, Revis now gets in. That happens. Now, you know, like I said, it's smoking hot. Now it's time. We got to go now. Don Coriel was up next. His, I think it was his granddaughter taking a speech. But now we decide it's time to leave. And we decide, you know what? We were supposed to leave Sunday morning. And we say, you know what? Let's leave. We, we've done everything we're going to do here. Let's let's leave tonight, and that's what we wound up doing. And uh, Justin drove the whole way again, and uh, we wound up getting home about uh, twelve. I, I got home about twelve forty in the morning, about six and a half hours on uh, Sunday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. But as we're leaving the stadium to get out, right? Who do I see? My agent, my longtime agent, the great Mark Lepselter. Lepselter's there because he also represents the Barber Brothers, so I knew he had to be there. And I thought I might run into him, and now I do. He's there with his girlfriend. I met her. I'd never met her before because Mark lives in Florida now. Took a nice picture with him. And, uh, you know, and he goes, oh, you know, you got you guys, what are you doing later on? You know, he invites us to the the party for Ronde going into the hall. And, of course, Kenny, his party, he lights up, you know. <laughs> Scaravaggio, party? No, 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 Kenny, Kenny. And no, Lip, you know, we got, we're going back tonight and all it is. So that was the deal with him. But it was good seeing Lep. Anyway, so now, uh, now we leave. And like I said, we decided to go home. And uh, we wound up going home that night. We 
We stopped at this. I got I got to mention we stopped at this place. What was the place again? I wish Steve was here. If it ships or something, it was like one of these convenience store gas stations in the middle of Amish country, and we saw some of the Mennonites. And I was amazed. And it's just again shows you why they're chiseling the statue already for Kenny. I was amazed how much knowledge he had of the Mennonites. I mean, only Kenny. I mean, unbelievable. But so Justin drives the whole <laughs> the entire way home. We get home, like I said, about 20 to 1 in the morning. It was all good. And we had a just a tremendous time. And Joey and Clark, Joey, let's be honest. Joe, you should have freaking went. You dropped the ball. You dropped the freaking ball. But whatever. So that was our trip to Canton. What a great trip. Uh, tremendous, tremendous time. All right. Let's get my sponsors in here as we're running out of time. And hopefully it's going to take this time. If it doesn't, uh, there's some kind of an issue. I have no idea. You know, when I was singing the Dock of the Bay before, it was perfect. It was great. You know, usually it doesn't like that. I mean, usually, usually the song gets cut out because it doesn't like me singing. And it must have, he must have said, boy, he sounds a lot like Otis Redding. But nevertheless, the Hackensack Brewing Company, and you know the deal. And as I mentioned, the next live one, September 1st, with Evan Roberts at the Brewing Company, a Friday night, of course. Um, uh, located 10 minutes from the George Washington Bridge in beautiful Who Needs a House out in Hackensack, New Jersey. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Go see uh, the great Mike Jones, TJ, Herb, Andre, the Homish Book of there. When you're there, have one of my Oda Payne beer. We still have the uh, Met colors for baseball season. What a disgrace the Mets are. I don't know if I'm going to have time or not to rip them here, but what a disgrace. Boy, they pulled the rug out from under us this year. That's for sure. Anyway, be that as it may. So check us out September 1st with Evan Roberts, the next live podcast at the Brewing Company. I need a discount tire. Check them out. Go see my son, Johnny. Go see Ari. You need work done on your car. You need tires. You need your uh, car inspected. Go see them. Uh, Westwood Avenue in beautiful, beautiful Rivervale, New Jersey. I need a discount tire. And we want to thank them for all the support for uh, the uh, three years of the podcast. And, of course, DraftKings. And we will have our third consecutive year with them starting in the football season. We thank them so much for being on board. And if you want to bet on anything, DraftKings is the way to go. There's a lot of these services now. DraftKings is the original and the best. Uh, there's no question about it. So go check out uh, DraftKings. And we thank them again for being with us for the third consecutive year. Before I go, <clears throat> let me just rip the Mets. <clears throat> what a disgrace. You know, they pulled the rug out from under us. They really did. And, and I, you know, and I thought things were going to be different with the Wilpons being gone. Steve Cohen, all his money and all it is, the highest payroll in the history of baseball. And what they did to the fans this year is a crime. A crime. I know this team wasn't, was underachieving, but they were just starting to play pretty good baseball when they decided to completely dismantle this team. They get, rid of, they get rid of David Robinson. They get rid of Scherzer. They get rid of Verlander. They get rid of Mark Canna. They get rid of uh, uh, Tommy Pham. All these guys. And we'll see. And don't tell me you're not rebuilding. And they basically punted on next year, too. You know, what's going? Is Cohen going to go after Shohei Otani in the offseason? Is he going to go after him? And I doubt Otani's going to sign with the Mets. But is, is Cohen going to at least give him uh, uh, the highest offer out there? And what's our rotation next year? 
Jose Quintana, Sanga, and and Prayer? I mean, right now they're not fielding a major league team. Who are these guys out there? Rafael Ortega? What? Danny Mendick? DJ Stewart? This is the team you're throwing out there? I mean, it's a joke. No, really. It is a minor league team they got out there right now. They have punted on basically the last two months of the year. They couldn't have left it alone. They couldn't have at least kept Verlander and at least tried to be competitive the rest of the way. Who knows? Maybe they would have made a run. What a disgrace. And that's a disgrace. They hosed the fans this year. And I know Cohen gave this letter to the season ticket holders. He's screwing everybody. You think they're going to be any good next year? We'll see. They restocked the farm system. This kid Ocuna, Ronald Ocuna's brother, right, who they got for uh, for Scherzer, he better be good. He better be at least the 75% of his brother. This prospect Gilbert, what's his name? Dennis, I forget, Drew Gilbert, is that his name? Supposed to be the number one prospect from the Astros who they got for Verlander. I want to see these guys. What a joke. Yo, we got hosed by the Mets, let's be honest. And isn't it amazing how Buck Showalter and, and Billy Epler have gotten away scot-free? Like they're not responsible at all for this crap baseball, what's happened this year? Nobody, how, how is Buck Showalter getting away scot-free? How is Billy Epler getting away scot-free? How is Jeremy Hefner, with this disgraceful pitching staff, how's he getting away scot-free? Oh, it's all on the players. Bullshit. What a disgrace. Steve Cohen, man. I, I, I thought things were going to be a lot better with this guy. And let's be honest. It's the same old, same old. Look, Met fans, we got screwed here. Let's be honest about it. All right, I got to run. Everybody have a great week. I'll be back Friday uh, for our next live podcast. Uh, all the love, everybody. Have a great, great week.